0: This right here could be the biggest moment of his career. Is it his time? Yes! Noah Watson is wearing a green jacket at Augusta. There's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation.
1: Okay, welcome into the Golf Preview Podcast on the Pregame Network. I'm your host, Will Doctor, and I'll be giving you all the picks and predictions you need for the Farmers Insurance Open. Tory Pines will be the host for uh, the fourth PGA Tour event of the 2024 season. Uh, last week's betting card for the Amex was an absolute catastrophe. We will review the card that lost me 3.2 units. And now I have you in the red. We're down 0.8 units on the season. So a lot of work to do this week for Tory Pines. But as far as how the Amex went, As a tournament, you got a historic Sunday with Nick Dunlop, the 20 year old sophomore out of Alabama. You got a textbook PGA Tour Sunday with Dunlop becoming the first amateur to win a PGA Tour event since Phil Mickelson won the 91 Tucson Open. Uh, The Amex was an absolute birdie fest, and Dunlop uh, took it all the way to 29 under par en route to his win. You know, this was a victory really thanks to Dunlop's third round. He fired a 12-under 60 uh, in a round that included 10 birdies and an eagle. But even uh, with a three-shot lead over Sam Burns heading into Sunday, of course, Sam Burns shit the bed, we'll get there. There was plenty of doubts and questions to whether the amateur Dunlop could really hold it together and win a tour event for the first time As an amateur in 33 years in PGA Tour history, we knew uh, since Dunlop was playing with Justin Thomas and Sam Burns that we were going to get a feel for his comfort for the moment out of the gate. He showed signs um, of stumbling on the front nine when he made a double on seven. It was great to see him bounce back with a birdie four on the par five eighth at the stadium course. And then... Uh, dunlop's back nine he he did just enough to get the job done kudos to dunlop no no bogeys and two birdies on the back nine including making a clutch five footer to seal his one shot victory on the 18th you know that is not easy when you have a major champion in justin thomas and a very good player in sam burns breathing down your neck burns you know, had the golden opportunity to win on Sunday, and not only did he choke the golf tournament, but he choked enough for me and you to win the matchup of Justin Thomas over Sam Burns at minus 118 over at MGM. That was our one shining moment at the AMX, and we'll get to the card review in a second. But Dunlop, you know, with his demeanor and physical presence, uh, he was able to outlast you know, some of the most elite players in the world at La Quinta. Now, there is a reason that it's been 33 years since an amateur won on the PGA Tour. You have to be incredibly different. You have to be incredibly next. And Nick Dunlop fits that mold. I I should have seen it coming after Dunlop became the first player since Tiger Woods to capture both the U.S. Amateur and the U.S. Junior Amateur when you look at Nick Dunlop's game, you know, he, he's hitting it 20 yards past Justin Thomas with 185 mile per hour ball speeds off the tee. And I agree with the mainstream media that uh, you have a higher number of 20 year olds coming out more prepared than the rookies we saw coming out 10 to 15 years ago. Uh, but these names, Ludwig Oberg, Caleb Surratt, the Cootie brothers, the Hodgeguard brothers, you know, they didn't win a PGA tour event as an amateur. So I put Nick Dunlop in a totally different echelon of talent. Um, And, you know, with great power and, and, and big wins comes, uh, you know, monumental decisions. And that is what Dunlop has in front of him over the next several weeks. He's only a sophomore at Alabama and he is still an amateur. So he couldn't receive his winning prize money of $1.5 million, but regardless of an am- of his amateur status, he is exempt on the PGA Tour through 2026. He can play the Masters regardless if he turns pro or not, and he will likely get a uh, seven-figure NIL deal as soon as he steps off the plane in Tuscaloosa. Dunlop was scheduled to play in the farmer's insurance open this week at Torrey Pines. He withdrew uh, citing he was going to return home and spend some time with family and friends. And that is a smart decision, particularly from a business angle because Dunlop will need time to sit down at home with, with the family and with his agent, uh, Matt Blackley, they will need to sit down and restructure all these NIL deals because Dunlop just went from amateur golf famous to being famous in the entire world of sports. Will they be NIL deals for Dunlop or will they be professional commercial advertising deals? We don't know that. Uh, Number one, these are Dunlop's three options when, when it comes down to it. Number one, he could stay at Alabama and do a Caleb Williams thing where he's making seven figures a year while still playing in college. I mean, I say seven figures because that's what we've seen Caleb make. We've seen Archie Manning make that. And we've seen Bronny James make that in IL deals. But the question there is, is Nick Dunlop as valuable playing college events that no one is watching? That That's the difference in golf. College football – and college basketball are highly sellable products. College golf is not a sellable product. So, if Dunlop can't get a seven-figure deal for staying in, for staying in school, that brings us to number two. Number two is turning pro, and turning pro to me would be the way to go because he must turn pro in order to play the signature events. If he wants to play Tiger's tournament at Riviera, if he wants to play arnie's event at bay hill if he wants to play jackson event memorial he wants to play the pebble beach pro-am which is now a signature event here in a couple weeks to play all those events to play the signature elite events nick dunlop will have to turn pro uh now regardless of whether he turns pro or not he is exempt into regular pga tour events through 2026 regular pga tour events being the one you have this week in the farmers open the houston open Valspar, the John Deere Classic, the Barracuda, all those, you know, now now, what's called regular PGA Tour events, Dunlop could get into there if he turns pro. So, number two option would be turning pro. Um, number three, guess it. Number three would be joining Live Golf. I'm sure the offer is already in Dunlop's inbox. Who knows what that number looks like but Greg Norman will a hundred percent send an offer Dunlop's way because that is the storyline that live golf wants. And that is the story that live golf needs. It doesn't matter how much you're paying some of these players. No one is interested in seeing a 35 year old win in a 40 man field. What we saw Nick Dunlop do this week is a product of what the PGA tour is doing for college players. Nick Dunlop got into the field at the Amex last week because he won the U.S. Amateur. Uh, and and if you win the U.S. Amateur, because of the PGA Tour University system, you get a shit ton of starts on the, on the PGA Tour the very next year. Because of PGA Tour University, there is now a direct link from college golf to the PGA Tour. And I think the Tour has saved a lot of its young talent uh, from fleeing to live because of that model you look at Ludwig Oberg and the Cootie brothers and the Hajgard brothers they stayed on the PGA tour because of of the opportunities uh that the p that the PGA tour was providing them right out of college in the case of the hajgard brothers uh, what the PGA tour was providing to those who finished atop top of the DP World Tour standings in the previous year and on top of that um you know both Oberg and the Cooties mentioned that chasing, Records on the PGA Tour meant something to them, and that can vary between every player. Um, you know, I, I don't know if Dunlop is a guy who cares about PGA Tour wins, or if he's a guy that wants to chase the bag. Either way, there is a tour for him, and we shall see where he ends up. Let's do uh, before we get to the Farmers. Let's do. Uh, let's review this this just horrific American Express card. I was all aboard the Scotty Scheffler train last week. I had Scheffler to win at plus 600 and I had him to top five at plus 145. He finished tied for 17th after what was again, a pure ball striking week for Scheffler. But once again, it was not the week he wanted on the greens as he lost shots with the putter for the seventh time in his last eight starts. So, sheffler you know not winning and not doing the top five that's number one number two we had sung Jam to top 10 at plus 230 that was our other pick to place and he went on to finish tied for 25th after rounds of 66 67 65 and 71 and you know this is something i really can't be mad about m looked poised for that top 10 finish after three rounds and just couldn't get anything going on Sunday. What are you going to do about it? He had three rounds of sub 67. Can't kill him for that. Just nothing going in that final round for Sungjae. So we lost his ticket to top 10 at plus two thirty. As for the matchups, um, Tom Kim over Minwoo Lee at minus one Oh five was never even a conversation. I was totally wrong uh, with the take that Minwoo Lee would struggle upon his return to the United States. Uh, that matchup was over on Friday as the Tank Engine missed the cut. And Minwoo finished the week tied for 21st at 20 under par. I'm fading Min Wu again this week. No, no, no. I'm fading him again. Some of you might not like it, but that's the route we're taking. I think his... Uh, lack of driving accuracy it's going to be a big problem for Minwoo this week around tory so we'll get there uh i digress staying on the final ticket of this uh of, of the of the amex card from last week the one shining light on the card came in justin thomas over sam burns matchup at minus 118 on mgm and let me tell you sam burns had this matchup in the bag for 70 holes sam burns you know, was a lot of people's pick to win this golf tournament heading into Sunday as he trailed Dunlop by two. Justin Thomas, um, you know, he, he was right there the whole time, but Burns, I mean, you got to, I got to tell you, for, you know, 70 holes, Sam Burns looked like he was definitely going to have a top two finish and without a doubt was going to be Justin Thomas. JT trailed Burns by two as Burns stood on the 17th tee. And and then in just classic fashion, I mean, bring out the Ace Ventura laugh. Burns double bogey seventeen and the eighteenth to fall two behind JT at the end of the week. Justin Thomas finished twenty seven under par. In what was his fourth top five in a row? And Burns finished at twenty five under, two behind JT. So that was a little victory in what was a disastrous week. And a horrible card at the American Express Tournament. All right, we are on to the Farmer's Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. San Diego has had a ton of rain this week, so conditions around this major championship venue are soft and wet. The picks rundown will go as follows. We will start by discussing the top four favorites on the odds boards. We'll do three matchups and a pick to place. Then we will do one outright winner a, and a, a sleeper, and then we will finish the pod with a first-round leader, two lineups, one Yahoo, one PGA PGATour.com. We'll do a scoring prediction, a first-round leader, and then we will round things up with a best bet. This is the Farmer's Insurance Preview, and we are ready to roll. Okay, let's start the favorites conversation with Xander Shoffley at 10-1 on DraftKings and Bavada and you know, Xander played very well last week in the Coachella Valley. He shot 27 under par over four rounds en route to a, th- a tied third-place finish. Uh, it was notably his best week on the greens over his last 25 starts as he picked up over two and a half shots with the putter at La Quinta. Now, we are accustomed to Xander uh, being one of the best putters on the PGA Tour. Uh, he finished fifth on tour last year and putting so we weren't surprised about that but notably last week he gained more shots in the greens than any event in his last 25 starts um I won't have Xander to win at 10 to 1 I know he's playing fantastic but historically I've never liked him to win going in as the tournament favorite that said I will have Xander in a matchup at minus 120 over Patrick Cantlay over on bet online and I'll discuss that in depth, when we get to the matchups, we're on to Colin Morikawa at 12 to 1 on Bet Online. And we will see Morikawa for the first time since, since his fifth place finish at the season opener in Kapalua. He's back on track after a tough 2023 season. And Morikawa comes into Tory this week um, off four straight top tens, which included a win at the Zozo. And if there is a tournament favorite to be on this week, uh, it is without a doubt world number 12, Colin Morikawa. He has proven over the years that Tory Pines is home turf, that he is more than comfortable on. He finished fourth here in 21 and third at the farmers last year. I like Morikawa uh, this week in the soft conditions, which is, going to result in a higher winning score uh, than what we've seen over the last several weeks on the PGA Tour. You had 29 under, 17 under, and 29 under is the winning numbers for the first three tournaments of the season. And nothing lower than 15 under has won at Torrey Pines over the last three editions of this tournament. And by the looks of the weather in San Diego this week, rainy and wet right now with Temperatures being fairly cold as the week progresses. I don't see anything better than 10 under winning this tournament this week. And I tell you this on the subject of Morikawa, because when you look at his six PGA Tour wins, he has typically won on venues where good scoring is tough to come by. He won the 2020 PGA uh, around Harding Park with a winning score of 13 under par. Uh, when he won the twenty-one open, the winning score was fifteen under par, and Morikawa only needed to get to fourteen under par en route to his win in the fall to Zozo. So my point is it is important to target Morikawa in these weeks where um it's not a putting competition. He's playing very well at the moment, and that's why I will have Khan Morikawa to win at twelve to one over on Bet Online. I right, would move on to world number six, Patrick Cantley at 14 to 1 on BetOnline. online. I am out on Cantley this week, and I'll make it clear why when I discuss why we are fading him with Xander Shoffley. So we'll get to that momentarily when we get to the matchups. Uh, next will be defending champion Max Homa at 14 to 1 on bet online. And uh, since his win here at the Farmers last year, Homa has not lost a step. He. Had a solid 2023 campaign, maybe not in the majors by his standards, but he had plenty of top finishes otherwise, six at the players, second at Riviera. Uh, He had a good enough year to make it to the Tour Championship, so 2023 was, was a win for Homa by all means. Now, obviously, Homa is getting to that point at 33 years old and six PGA Tour wins under his belt where the next thing to do is obviously to win a major. Um, and I don't think HOMA is running out of time by any means. Um, we are getting so much of this youth movement talk after the Dunlop win. And trust me, I mean, it. you know, I, I like to hear that. A lot of these guys coming out are my friends, guys that I played junior golf with, college golf with. Um, but it, it, it's almost like everyone and their mothers, it are they are forgetting that you still had twenty four tournaments last year where someone in their thirties won. Yes, the game is getting younger, but it's not like every week we where we're seeing someone in their early twenties win. I mean, your first two winners of the year were Chris Kirk and Grayson Murray, both in their thirties, both journeyman grinders. So um, I don't want to hear anyone say that time is running out for Max home at thirty three years old as far as the major championships are concerned. Now back to this week uh Homa, you know he's played solid over his last 10 events which included a win at the Ned Bank out in South out in South Africa excuse me over the offseason. um I, I do worry about his putting performances um and his last two starts the hero in the century I gave him a break after the century considering they were on Bermuda surfaces down in the Bahamas and you know Max usually doesn't putt well on Bermuda Um, I didn't cut him a break after the century. You know, I understand that, you know, he, it was one tournament and, but, you know, they were on POA and, you know, I understand that he's supposed to putt a lot better once he gets out to the POA surfaces on the West coast. Um, but he didn't kind of, he didn't turn it around at the century. And the fact that he lost strokes on the greens, two events in a row to start the season, is not a great sign. So I'm going to have to unfortunately be out um, on the great Max Homa this week. Um, There'll be no action for me on Homa in the matchups. I won't have him out right, and I won't have him in the picks to play. So completely out on Max Homa at 14-1 to this week. All right, we're on to the three matchups for the Farmers Insurance Open. Number one is going to be Xander Schauffele over Patrick Cantlay at minus 120 on bet online or Bovada can find the matchup in both books. But while I don't like Xander outright this week, and I still have my doubts on his ability to close a tournament. I have zero doubts that Shafley outplays his buddy, Patrick Canley this week in particular. I love how sharp world number five Shoffley was around the greens at La Quinta. And when it comes to this course, Torrey Pines, I love How Shoffley has recorded top 10 finishes, um, you know, at at not only the Farmers, but he also did it the 2017 U.S. Open, which was held at Torrey. Um, As for Patrick Cantlay, I'm totally over this guy acting like he's one of the top dogs in the PGA Tour. I I understand the eight wins, uh, three of which being playoff events. That's all great. Uh, but he spent all offseason, you know, Ryder Cup and offseason trying to act uh, like the smartest man in the room for the PGA Tour, yet he really has no wins of significance, which is the only reason he's still on the PGA Tour. If Cantley was a major champion or even a player's champion for that matter, he would have taken the live deal already. Um, but the fact that he doesn't have any long-term uh, exemptions and majors that forced Cantley to stay put on the PGA tour. And to be honest with his play at the beginning of the season, I think his focus on the business end of the game, I think it's cost his performance on the golf course. What a sloppy week it was for Cantlay in the Coachella Valley, lost shots with the irons, lost shots with the wedges and lost shots with the putter in route to a 52nd place. Finish Uh, some finish in a weaker field. Now, I know that Cantlay uh, putted well at Torrey for the U.S. Open here, but he missed the cut in his only appearance at the Farmers in January back in 2019, and the reason is the U.S. Open has played at a much different point in the season. Conditions in California in July and August are much different than what they are in January, and Cantley is typically in midseason form when the U.S. Open rolls around Whereas in the winter, he's not. We've seen him get off to slow start after slow start year to year. Takes him a while to get that putter warmed up. Um, And the numbers flat out tell us that Cantlay struggles with the flat stick this time of year. So for matchup number one, it's going to be Xander Schauffele over Patrick Cantlay. Got minus 120 on BetOnline or Bovada. Matchup number two is going to be Sep Straka over Will Torres at minus 125 on Pinnacle Sportsbook. And I have Straka as one of my Masters Futures picks this year. And man, did I love what I watched from him over the summer and over the fall. Uh, Straka is is one of these players that maintains status on both the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. So Straka does not get much of an offseason. So after he finished... 14th at East Lake for the Tour Championship. He went straight back across the pond and played very well at the back end of the European Tour season. Then after the DP World Tour season was done, he took 2nd at the Hero and 12th at the Century, and you look at what Strzok is doing. He flies it off the tee a long way, drives it accurately, he gets aggressive with the iron play and then he makes a ton of putts on a consistent basis. Right now, he's picked up strokes with the putter in ten of his last eleven events. So, uh, really, Straka's game is in is is in a, a well rounded form. Like I said in the major futures podcast, by the time we get to April, uh, Straka will be hunting for a major title. Pro- I promise you, he will be there in all four majors. He's already won two PGA Tour events, and at thirty years old with his cool demeanor, I think Sep Straka is golf's next Ernie Els. Now. As for Will Zalatouris, uh, listen, a lot of people in the business think that a Torrey Pines is going to be the site of Willie Z's resurgence, but you should think again, uh, because I understand Torrey Pines is a place where Willie Z has had some success, second here in 2022, but coming off a back injury in the cold San Diego conditions, and coming off two tournaments where Willie Z had a tough time even breaking par. Um I I do not see the 2024 Farmers as a place where Willie Z is going to find his form again. Will he find it again this year absolutely? Will it be at Tory Pines absolutely not. This is going to be a grueling week with the course conditions and high scoring with Zalatoris coming off two herniated discs and three horrible starts. I mean, 20th at the 20 Man Hero DFL, miscut at the Sony, and then 34th at the Amex. Um, you know, Tori Pines uh, is is going to be the conditions are just going to be too tough, and this is not the place where he's going to find his top ten magic again. So for matchup number two, it's going to be Sepstraka over Will out Taurus at minus one twenty five on Pinnacle Sportsbook. Bar! all right. Ball left. Okay, the third and final matchup will be Sahith Fagala over Minwoo Lee at plus 105 on DraftKings Sportsbook. I know what uh, a lot of you are thinking to yourselves. You tried to fade MW last week. It didn't work. Why would you do it again? And the answer is, it's all based on the course. Minwoo Lee has never played Tory Pines competitively or on his free time, as far as I know. And Tory Pines is not a place where... You can play well when you lose half a shot per event in driving accuracy like Minwoo Lee does. You can get away with spraying the ball around La Quinta where there is no rough. and You can get away with wayward tee shots in the European tour. But I am 100% positive that if you are someone that has a tough time hitting fairways accurately, I have a tough time uh, believing that that person will be playing any further than Friday this week at the Farmers, I know that the Gala will take down Minwu this week, because of because of how well Tori Pine suits the Gala, he finished twenty fifth here in two thousand twenty two and took home a share fourth last season. The Gala already has a win in the second place finish this season. The win coming in Napa, and the runner up finish coming at the Century. Um, you know, had, a, had he had a putt to win the century no no he had a putt to go to the playoff with kirk at the century i mean imagine the wins the century he win the season opener at the fortinet the the, the fall opener at the fortinet and he win the spring opener at the century that almost happened um i know there's some concern with the fact that the gala is coming off a miscut a couple weeks ago at the sony but we know he's put in a good uh Week of prep prep work at home on the West Coast, and he's ready to play well around Tory Pines, a course that he's felt very comfortable on even back in 2022 in his first full season on the PGA Tour. Uh, so for matchup number three, it's going to be Shahid gala over Minwoo Lee at plus 105 on DraftKings Sportsbook.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality...
1: Okay, we're on to the pick-the-place for the farmers. We only have one. It's going to be Tony Finau at top 20 at plus 140 on William Hill, and we're always trying to figure out when and where Tony Finau is going to get hot with the putter. Before the American Express, Finau was on one of those crazy long streaks where he just couldn't find his feel on the greens. You know, going into La Quinta, he had gone five straight tournaments where he lost strokes – on the greens to the field and Finau got to the Amex and finally found something on the greens out west. Finau shot 68, 67, 67, 67 and he picked up shots in the field with the putter en route to that 25th place finish and that's all I need to see. If Finau gains anything on the greens in a tournament you can bet your bottom dollar that I will be on him the very next week. Finau has Proven he can be an assassin at Torrey Pines with three top tens in his last five starts at the Farmers. And he is without a doubt your best top 20 option this week. So my one pick to place for the Farmers, it's going to be Tony Fee out at top 20 at plus 140 over on William Hill. Okay, folks, a quick break from the golf to tell you about what we have going on over at pregame.com. Wow, you have a ton of picks to purchase from. On pregame.com right now, you have the NFL playoffs going on. You have um, college basketball in full flow. So much to purchase on pregame.com. How about you use my coupon code, FARMERS20. It'll get you $20 off anything uh, over at pregame.com for listeners of this golf golf podcast only. Once again, that is FARMERS20 for $20 off anything over at pregame.com. Okay, back to the golf. Okay, we're on to the one outright winner. I already discussed it. It's going to be Colin Morikawa at 12 to 1 on Bet Online to win. That is our only outright for the week. We are on to our sleeper. Uh, it's going to be Taylor Moore to top 20 at plus 250 on Bet Online. And I have not bet on Taylor Moore in three years of doing this podcast, besides the week that I had him outright at 70 to 1 to win the Vallis Bar last year. That that was electric and that was a game changer as far as our bankroll was concerned in 2023. But I like Taylor Moore this week on a tougher golf course. Taylor Moore, he's grindy, he is gutty, he's got all the intangibles, he's got every he's got the it factor it takes. I, I I'm not a guy who believes in the it factor very often, but Taylor Moore is a guy who has it, and he ended last season on a great note making it all the way to the tour championship and then more open 2024 with a 21st place finish at the Zozo and 25th at the century. And I think most importantly, he proved last year with that 11th place finish at Torrey that he has what it takes to contend on this golf course. And the former Arkansas Razorback is an absolutely perfect sleeper option this week. It's going to be Taylor Moore to top 20 at plus 250 on bet online for the sleeper option this week for the farmers. We're on to the first round leader. It's going to be Keith Mitchell at 35 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook and Kashmir Keith after being non existent for the better part of last year. Finally showed us some promising form at La Quinta. He went 69, 67, 66, 62 en route to that ninth place finish last week. First off, I obviously love the way Kashmir Keith ended things last week with the 10 under 62. What a way to finish on Sunday. And when it comes to first round leaders, I love to look at the way a player closed things off in the week before, especially if they're playing the very next week after. Are they carrying good vibes coming into the week? And I know Keith Mitchell is. And unlike most players in the field, the... Uh, softer conditions due to the rain work to the advantage of Mitchell because of the monster distances. He can carry a driver off the tee. It's up there with Rory. It's up there with Chris up. And based off the way he hit his irons and rolled a putter last week, I think for at least the first round at the Farmers, Keith Mitchell will be firing on all cylinders. So for the first-round leader, it's the man – Currently holding a first round 68 scoring average to two events of the season. It's going to be Keith Mitchell to lead after round one at 35 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, we're on to the two lineups for this week one Yahoo, one PGA tour.com lineup for the Yahoo six man lineup with a $200 budget. Number one, will be our outright winner in con Morikawa at $42 number two we will go with Tony Finau at $39 who is you know Tony he has just had a flawless track record around Tory Pines have to put him in there at the two spot number three will be Taylor Moore at $34 number four also at $34 is Hideki Matsuyama um, you know I know he's been non-existent for the most part but you know, a former Masters champion. He's still trying to find his groove after a very disappointing and injury-ridden 2023 season. I'm giving him the go-ahead at Tory Pines. Uh, it's a place where, you know, between U.S. Opens and the Farmers at Torrey, this is a golf course. Matsuyama has had a ton of success and a ton of great finishes. So we will go with Matsuyama in the four spot. Number five will be... Number five will be Chandler Phillips at $20. We were chasing that top 20 on Phillips back at the Sony. He didn't get it, but he's still playing good golf nonetheless. After that 57th place finish at the Sony, Phillips turned around and recorded top 25 at the Amex in what was his third top 25 in his last four starts. So I love Phillips in the tougher conditions. We'll roll with him in the five spot at $20. And then for the sixth man of the Yahoo lineup, I'm going with Potential Comeback Player of the Year and Daniel Berger at $20. I was going to go with Berger as my sleeper this week. I don't think he's proven himself that much upon his comeback from the lengthy injury. But he didn't make the cut last week at the AMX. And before he got hurt, his last two results at Torrey Pines was a tied for 7th. And it tied for 20, 20th. I've got to roll the dice on Daniel Berger this week. It's going to be Daniel Berger for $20 in that six spot. So just to review the Yahoo lineup, it's going to be Colin Morikawa, Tony Finau, Taylor Moore, Hideki Matsuyama, Chandler Phillips, and Daniel Berger. As for the PGA Tour.com lineup, which is four bench players and two subs with no budget – I'm going with my uh, personal power rankings for this week. Number one is going to be Colin Morikawa. Number two is going to be Tony Finau. Number three is going to be Sepp Straka. Fourth on the PGATour.com lineup will be Xander Shoffley. And then the two bench players for the PGA Tour lineup will be Keith Mitchell and PGA Tour winner Michael Kim, who is coming off a top 10 finish at the American Express. As for the scoring prediction, like I told you in the opener, A huge storm just went through San Diego. I mean, casual water everywhere. Torrey Pines is absolutely soaked. I'll be shocked if the greenskeeper would be able to keep this place dry by the time Thursday rolls around after some of the pictures I've seen. I know the sun's going to come out later this week, but conditions will still be cold and breezy. I'm going with 10 under par as the winning score for this week. On to... The final pick of the week, which is the best bet. I've already discussed him a lot today. It's going to be Colin Morikawa to top 10 at plus 160 on bet 365 for the best bet of the week. That will do it here for the Farmers Insurance Picks and Predictions Podcast. If you have any other questions, feel free to contact me on x at drmedia59. I've enjoyed it, and we will see you next week for the pebble beach pro-am preview a lot to get fired up there with a signature event coming our way at pebble beach all right so long for now we'll talk next tuesday